Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. You can follow the show as well at Lockdown Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That will be much, much appreciated. And today's uh, show is sponsored by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week to get in on the action. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. Uh, and if you missed it, I did hold my first locker room over the weekend. I did a pregame for the the Calgary game. A couple of you guys joined me and were able to join in on the conversation. We had a good discussion, um, and, and also the you know we talked about a whole bunch of different things, not just that game, but also talked about some trade scenarios. Uh, we had the 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 host of Locked On Ducks actually hop on. And that was a good opportunity for us to discuss kind of what it would take to get like a Ricard Raquel or a John Gibson type player. So that was kind of a fun discussion, too. And I'll be having these on a weekly basis now, these discussions and, um, you know, probably going to be doing them on weekends. So make sure you're following me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck, where I will be posting uh, when to uh, when I'll be doing these locker rooms and how to get involved. Um so we got a couple of things that we're going to get to today. So one of the biggest hockey stories going on right now uh, is the hot mic issue with official with official Tim Peel and the fact that he's uh, he will no longer be working NHL games. So I'm going to have Nathan Cantor discuss that. Nathan um, is a media broadcaster out in British Columbia, actually, for the BCHL, uh, a good friend of mine. But he did some officiating uh, in his young career. Um, so he's somebody who I want to get on and just like see what his mindset is about the whole thing and what he was doing during games. Did he feel that there needed to be some evening up if there was a bad call, some makeup calls? Because that's the 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 hot button topic right now. So I'm going to have Nathan Cantor be joining me later to discuss that. But let's get to some Leafs related news right now because uh, they, they were out there for practice. They finally get back tomorrow. They've only played twice in nine days. It's Man, it's been a, a like the opposite of a busy week. Like, it's been a boring week. There's been nothing going on. It's been off days and practices and no actual games, nothing to talk about. But we are finally getting ready to it. And uh, one of the biggest questions going to tomorrow's game that we've had all week long was who's going to start? And we have our answer, and it's not really the answer that we wanted. Um, not the answer that I wanted. So it is going to be Jack Campbell, but I don't think it's Jack Campbell because they believe in him and they think that he gives them the best chance to win. It's because now Freddie Anderson apparently will be out for at least a week as he nurses a lower body injury. So Freddie is not healthy, um, which I guess could contribute to the the play as of late, which hasn't been good, the fact that he's got a, a groin injury, a lower body injury, means that you know he's not uh, as flexible, he's not moving from post to post as often, or he's uncomfortable in his crease, can't quite you know get in that squatting position to look around bodies and and try and see pucks as well, you know. So that could be a big reason why Freddie has been playing so poorly as of late. Not sitting here and, and saying you know I'm I'm making an excuse for it, but this is 
is what we are being led to believe, at least. Um, that that's, that's the narrative that I think the Leafs are trying to spin. Um, but obviously, uh, I'm, in, I'm in favor of Campbell getting the nod. And if it's because there's an injury to Freddie or it's because they wanted him to play and have some games, regardless, it doesn't matter what the storyline is. He's going to start on Thursday, and he's going to start for the next few games and give this team an opportunity to get right back onto the winning ways and start winning hockey games. And that's all he needed, right? Was an opportunity, like I spoke about a couple of days ago. And now he's going to get just that, you know? So uh, I'm excited. Uh, We'll see if Jack Campbell can take this opportunity and run with it. Because, I mean, if he comes out and they end up going on a four or five game winning streak while Campbell's out, he can't just come in and take the net back, especially if Campbell is playing the way that he has all season long. Now, if he stinks up the joint, they go 500. You know, he's allowed four or five goals in in a game or two um, and and has a couple of of mediocre performances. All right. Now we, we saw that if he gets a stretch of five games, he's not as consistent. So, therefore, maybe he's not the answer like we're all clamoring for. But now at least we'll get to know. We'll get the opportunity to see what he's got. So that is uh, something that I'm excited about. I'm not excited that Freddie's hurt, but I'm excited that Jack Campbell is going to have a stretch here where he's going to be able to play some games, and we'll we'll get to see what he's got in him. Um, the other thing that I wanted to quickly touch on before we get into this officiating discussion is, uh, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about the trade deadline and some trade options that the Leafs may have. Yesterday's podcast, we discussed kind of where our trade wish list was. And a name that didn't quite pop up when we were discussing our wish list was Mikhail Granlund. Now, there's a reason for that, but this is a name who I was talking about a couple of weeks ago is when it first kind of, you know, popped up in, in the media's uh, mouth this is the first time that we saw it get brought up on TSN that they had some interest in Mikhail Granlin. And then yesterday, TSN's Frank Saravalli once again doubled down and said that they have interest in Mikhail Granlin. And in fact, I'm actually going to play that clip right now so you can hear exactly what he said and maybe what the holdup is. Yeah, James, after scouring the league, I believe the Leafs' primary target at this point is Nashville Predators forward Mikhail Granlin. Now, there have been a number of complicating factors that have popped up, including, number one, the fact that the Leafs are waiting for some clarity from the NHL as to whether this 14-day quarantine will be reduced to seven days. They've actually been spearheading the charge among the seven Canadian teams to see whether that'll happen or not. And number two, there seems to be some slight hesitation on the part of the Nashville Predators as the Chicago Blackhawks have come back to earth here as to whether they're still in the race or not. So not sure if it's fair to say that the Preds are pulling their players off of the market. It just seems like at this point there's more wait and see mode rather than sell mode. And I can tell you this, the Toronto Maple Leafs, if things don't get going soon, are going to have to consider plan B, C or D on the list. Right, so a couple of things to unpack there, uh, and I think we'll start with the Nashville portion of it. Uh, They did not have a good start to the season, but they've come on as of late, and the Blackhawks have done the opposite, off to a hot start, and they've come back down to life, like Frank said. There's a four-point difference between these two. They've both played 33 games. They both have 23 games remaining. It is very possible that Nashville uh, could go on a run here and end up beating out Chicago, 
who I personally didn't peg as a playoff team anyways. I don't think they're that good of a team. I think Patrick Kane and Debrinkit were kind of just playing out of their minds, and they were getting solid goaltending from Kevin Lankinen, who also has come down to earth a little bit. So, you know, it's very possible that the Predators don't end up selling. They keep Matias uh, at home. They end up keeping Mikhail Granlund, and they make a push for the playoffs. That is all entirely Possible, Just four points between them and the Blackhawks, the same amount of games played, but they're going in two totally different directions. You got the Blue Jackets who are in there as well, right in the middle, um, who also will be battling for that final playoff spot. Uh, But, you know, I think the Preds are very much in it, and they may not want to make that deal as soon as we were hoping to make that deal so that they could deal with the quarantine. That brings me to the second part of that discussion, Uh, and I thought it was really interesting that he said that the Maple Leafs are kind of spearheading uh, a a plea to the government to try and get, like, a cut down on this quarantine time. As of now, it's 14 days, and they're trying to cut it down to about a week, and that would make— things way easier and I think that would make the trade deadline a lot more exciting if you're only missing a week you're only going to miss a few games here um, and and it's nowhere near as bad or as as hurtful as it possibly could be if you're making a deal uh, on deadline day so I think that is also super important and hopefully I mean hopefully they do come to an agreement I'm not sure just based on the fact that we've seen numbers here in Ontario go up uh, instead of down recently. So I don't know if, if that's really, they, they've got a leg to stand on there. Uh, the government has been pretty stringent on what they want. So we'll see. Uh, but when it comes to Mikhail Granlund as the player, I'm just not sure that I am like fully on board with bringing him in. I understand, you know, he's got versatility. He can play the wing. He can play center. So we can go back and forth if injuries occur or if they need to spark something else. Um, but I, I think that there are better options out there, guys on expiring deals that I just like a little bit more. Like Granlin, to me, his play has dropped off since his days in Minnesota, and he's no longer like that top six scoring threat that he once was. So I, I just feel like there's some better options out there for Toronto. I spoke about it yesterday. I think Ayafalo out of LA would be a good option. Maybe a Miles Wood out of New Jersey. Uh, potentially a Kyle Palmieri out of New Jersey. Ricard Raquel is someone who Brandon was uh, in favor of bringing in. Maybe they can go out and get a Nick Felina, who I think would also be a really good option and a good veteran piece to bring in for a, a cup run here. So, Grantland to me wouldn't be my plan A. Seemingly, if it's being reported by, originally reported by the insiders. I can't remember if it was Dregs or if it was Pierre Lebron, but now it's being backed up a second time. A couple weeks later, uh, Frank Saravalli is saying it's so clearly there is strong interest for Kyle Dubas to bring in Mikhail Granlin. So, um, and he was somebody in the offseason, actually. I was like, yeah, go get Granlin. I think it was before they had signed Thornton, and I was like, he would be a good option to toss in the top six or potentially be a third-line center, um, kind of play a similar role that he would if they bring him in. But uh, if they can get him on this team, I suppose, uh, it's better than doing nothing. So, and, and like Frank said, don't wait until it's too late. Like, clearly he's plan A, but at some point, if the Nashville Predators decide that they're going to go for it, don't wait until it's too late where your plan uh, B, C, and D have been taken off the board. Until, you know, where I follow and Paul Mary and Raquel have already gone in other deals, and now you're sitting there holding the bag, and you've got nothing to add, and you're going into this season or into the playoffs with Alex Galchenyuk as your best option as a top six winger. 
right? So it's it's <laughs> there's a delicacy when it comes to being a general manager. That's that's why they get paid the big bucks. But uh, so it seems like Granlin is a name to keep an eye on here, and we'll see what happens. Okay. We'll take a break, and when we come back, uh, Nathan Cantor is going to join me, and we're going to talk about this officiating hoopla that's going on right now. Tim Peel caught on a hot mic uh, saying that he was going to make a BS call um, for Nashville because he needed to even it up because there was a, a call that needed to be made up from earlier in the game. So we'll discuss that. I'll play the audio, and uh, we'll have that conversation. But first, here's a word from our show sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for the Locked On Leafs once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to right here every day on Locked On Leafs. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join the conversations about the league, about the NHL, and about the Maple Leafs, first and foremost. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, pre-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to the biggest news and rumors. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS systems. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. You can follow me as well at LockedOnLeaves or at Mike underscore DeStefano to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be there live every single week, at least once a week. We'll be doing one of these bad boys. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Leafs. I'll see you there. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. And Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is cookies and cream versus coconut. Almond, I am a sucker for everything cookies and cream, so I, that's who I'm going to be voting for. It's delicious. It's fantastic. It's getting my vote here at the Built Bar Madness. But who are you going to vote for? Go to BuiltBar.com or do at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. And remember, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano with you. And as promised, we are going to get into this big hot-button topic about Tim Peel. And to join me to discuss it is Nathan Cantor, former amateur official himself, but currently the media and play-by-play voice of the Salmon Arm Silverbacks out in the BCHL. Nate, before we get into the Tim Peel story and talk about all this, what's the latest on playing hockey out in BC? Looks like the WHL is back. BC BCHL soon to come? BCHL soon to come, indeed. Uh, we're just over a week away. April 2nd, the league will uh, kick off. Uh, similar to, to the Western League, different um, as well. Of course, uh, our league is entirely in the province of BC. Uh, we're doing what we are calling pod cities instead of hubs, but it, uh, it's similar in that uh, teams will be clumped into regions and playing uh, basically uh, the entire season against 
they won't get to play the whole league. So there's five different pod cities uh, for the BCHL. Uh, two teams are not playing out of the 18 in the league. So 16 teams. And uh, so that's most of the pods are teams of just three. So you're playing two teams. We are uh, playing two teams 10 times each. We're going to get 20 games in uh, from April 2nd to May 8th. So 20 games in about 35, 36 days. Uh, Very, very excited for the kids who are uh, most of them playing for scholarships. They need to get noticed. They need to get scouted. uh, And now they're going to be able to do so. So very excited. Well, all of us here in Ontario, just really jealous because no one's been able to play (laughs) hockey for quite some time. And, as of now, it's status quo in the OHL, let alone the GTHL and, and all those other uh, junior leagues. But uh, let's let's get to this Tim Peel discussion here. Uh, the NHL's official caught with a hot mic in last night's game uh, with the Nashville Predators and Detroit Red Wings. I'm going to play the audio really quickly, and then we could talk about it from there. So this is what happened last night. This is what... Uh, his hot mic got picked up, his quote, and here it is. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a f- penalty against yeah, Nashville early in the... So, Nate, you heard right there, flat out came out and said, look, there wasn't much to it, but I wanted to get a penalty because he felt that a makeup call was in order based on a call that was made earlier in the game. Now... Obviously, you and I can sit there and say, well, that's that's not necessarily fair, right? The fact that you're just calling BS calls because you screwed up earlier in the game, it's not fair. But you as somebody who actually ref the game, um, you know, a few years back for a little bit, I mean, this stuff happens all the time. Whether it's it's consciously or subconsciously, this stuff happens all the time. Yes. <laughs> Short answer, yes. So, there's, I mean, I think fans even know that, like as someone who is refed, uh, you try not to, uh, but sometimes it definitely happens. I mean, if you, if you look at calls, uh, over a large span of time, you know, just in general, how many to each team in the NHL, it, it's not often where, you know, one team gets two or three and another gets seven and eight. Like it just doesn't happen. It, it's almost human in a way to, you know, make the game even or try to make the calls even just because then you have a close game. How many times do you hear, you know, just let the boys play, put the whistles away, right? A lot. Yep. All the time. And so I think that's a bad mentality. And that kind of leads to this is that refs are, I agree with often it is subconscious, but in this case we hear it flat out. And I know for a, I don't know for a fact, but I, I'm almost 99, I'm 99% sure other refs do this too. So for Tim Peel, he just got caught. He got caught doing what, you know what? I would even say the NHL encourages to the mentality of, you know, evening the game up because then it's closer and it's more entertaining. And I would like to see, it's very tough, um, going to be very tough. I would like to see an NHL where, you know, you call that, okay, maybe it's close if it's a hooking call and it's the third period and there's five minutes left and it's a 2-2 game, call it soft. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. And I don't think, I think it's going to take some time to get there if we ever get there, but I think that's how it should be. And I think a lot of a lot of people in the game don't want that. They want it to be, you know, last five minutes, put the whistles away, let the boys play. I don't think that's good for the game. 
Yeah, no, it's 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 really interesting. And one of the things that kind of has come out of this is like reflection about how the NHL does have like somewhat of an issue with a lack of consistency when it comes to officiating. And, you know, I think that's the bigger issue that that people have. Like the NHL came out, they issued a statement yesterday after and and, and I'll I'll read what they said and th- there's a Tim Peel technically has not been fired. This is also a misconception. A lot of people are saying that he's been fired. He hasn't. He'll just no longer be working NHL games. So here is the statement that the NHL put out uh, regarding this. Um, National Hockey League Senior Executive Vice President of Hockey Ops Colin Campbell announced today that referee Tim Peel, following his comments during the game last night between the Detroit Red Wings and National Predators, no longer will be working NHL games now or in the future. And he goes on to say, quote, Nothing is more important than ensuring the integrity of our game, Campbell said. Tim Peel's conduct is in, in direct contradiction to the adherence to the cornerstone principle that we demand of our officials and our fans, players, coaches, and all those associated with our game expect and deserve. There is no justification for his comments, no matter the context or his intention, and the National Hockey League will take any and all steps necessary to protect the integrity of our game. So I do want to say that technically he has not been fired. And the only reason why I think that is important is because Tim Peel is also like two months away from retirement. This was his final season and he wasn't going to be a referee through the playoffs. He was just making it to the end of the show and he has 1,400 games left in his career. And instead of firing him, instead uh, they just basically were like, look, we're not going to fire you, but let's just call it quits right there, which kind of stinks. 1,400 games, and this is how you got to go out. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it, it sucks, but um, at the he, end of the, I mean, at the end of the day, right? The guy's technically getting a two month paid vacation before retirement, he, so it's not that bad. <laughs> like, I don't feel that bad about it, but no, I, it, I, it's still. I mean, for a guy, it's probably a, a little, a little hurt reputation here. Yeah, well, and there's a couple sides to this. I mean, so the one thing is he, in my eyes, he just got caught doing what a lot of other refs do. So yeah. that yeah. sucks. But to your point, yeah, he's going to retire anyway. He's still getting paid. Uh, and, I mean, he's really doing, like, it's just weird. It's kind of like, like this, this is game management. And I really think the NHL, like, almost encourages the refs to do exactly what he did. Not to get caught, of course. But, you know, to call the game that way. And so the fact that, you know, he's going to be okay and he's still going to be getting paid, it's, I don't know, it's kind well, of, it, it's kind so of like, what? It, yeah, it, no, like uh, definitely. And, and it's kind of like a situation where it's like, don't ask, don't tell type scenario. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're, when you're in high school, you know, you, you go out to parties and your parents never asked you what was going on at these parties and you didn't want to tell them. So it was just like, all right, don't ask, don't tell. No one's got to know. And it's very similar, right? Like everyone knows what's going on at the parties, but when it comes to like refereeing, everyone knows what's going out, out on the ice. They know that this stuff is happening, but if you don't tell them what's going on, you don't hear it through a, a hot mic like we did yesterday, no harm, yeah. no foul. I think that's really the only reason why the NHL had to do something because again this happens all the time and I'm sure 
officials sit there and they talk about this and, and the fact that they've had to do stuff like this um, in the past. It's just, you know, at the bar post game, while they're slinging back a couple of brewskis, you know, like it's not yeah. like there's a first time an official has ever uttered the words like, yeah, I, I wanted to make a makeup call. Like it's a real thing. It's just unfortunate that it was picked up on a hot mic. For sure. And I guess the other question is, what if it wasn't a vet who was going to be retiring in a couple months? What if yep. it was a young guy? What would the league, how would they have reacted if it was someone else? Probably just a fine, you know, that he's he's going to take like a, a leave of absence for, I don't know, maybe like suspended for five games or something like that without pay, gets fined, and then, you know, you go back to you know, your regular day programming. I think the fact that, you know, the guy, um, you know, will no longer be working NHL games and there's a, a, a thought that he's been fired is the big reason why this has become such a massive story. But I think if this was a younger guy who was only, you know, a year or two into the league, still had a long career to go, probably would have just been, okay, he's been fined, he's been suspended five games, and away you go. No one bats an eye. No one even talks about it. And it's not a thing. But I think the yeah, fact no, that, that, that... That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, well, people see he got fired for that. What? Like, I saw, like, Ryan Whitney, you know, um, from Spitting Chicklets. Like, his re- initial response was like, holy shit. Never did I think this would be the outcome of a hot mic. This is what he tweeted. Uh, <laughs> makeup calls have always been and will continue to be part of the game. Tough way to go out. And then we're like, well, tough way... Is it so tough? And like, I, the bigger thing that I take out of this really is like, should makeup calls be part of the game? And my quick answer is no. Should right? They? Like, no. I, I think it's a good opportunity. Like the the league, really, I thought their response was pretty. The way they said it is pretty funny. Like it's typical them, but yeah. I think it's a good time to examine the way the rule book is called. And that's what Ray Ferraro tweeted, and I'm a big fan of his, and I tend to usually agree. But call the rule book. Like, I, I get that we're human, but I think the refs can do a better job of uh, yeah. calling, you know, the calling only, it a the, little more by the book. Right. And the only issue with that is the fact that, like, things are very subjective when it comes to the rule book and when it comes to the NHL game. Like, me and you could both be on the ice and we'll see two totally different things happen. One will put the arm up, one won't. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be the exact same play. You'll feel like it's a penalty and I won't. I think that's the issue with hockey being such a a fast pace and, and physical sport where there's body contact. There's a lot more going on, which makes it difficult to to ref when you're out there on the ice, right? So, I I mean... In a, in in it's easy to say, yeah. Let's let's look at it and try and overhaul the system so that we can have a perfectly called game. But at the end of the day, you know they're human. Human error exists, and this was a a human error, I suppose, that was made earlier in the game where he felt that he called a penalty that shouldn't have been called and felt the need to even things out. Um, you could call that the error in itself. Uh, but you know, personally, I, I just I don't see how. NHL officiating can ever be perfect, and you just need to accept that. I think the league needs to accept that. Yeah, I would agree. It can never be perfect because it is human, and it should stay that way. Like we should not be 100%. bringing in you know eyes in the sky. <laughs> no, definitely um, not. My my question yeah. though is is also like this was picked up from a hot mic. Um, we've yeah. seen in the past, you know, players and leagues, not just in the NHL, but a lot in the in the NFL when they do all of their, they get mic'd up quite a bit with like NFL films and stuff. 
And there's been some things that have been picked up and have been, you know, gotten, slipped through the cracks and went out to the public. You know, most notably Sam Darnold with his whole I'm seeing ghost statement that he made uh, the one night when he was getting picked off left, right, and center on Monday Night Football. And, like, that really, he hated the fact that that got out. They, I remember the Jets were livid that that got out. And, um, you know, the statement had to come out and apologize to Sam Darnold and the New York Jets for allowing that to, you know, hit the airwaves. And I just wonder, like, stuff like this. I mean, how many more referees and players, you know, like this type of stuff happening, how many of them are going to say, like, no, I'd rather not be mic'd up, like, if it's going <laughs> to cause us losing our jobs or even, you know, add that that just that little bit of risk of, of losing our jobs or getting canceled or whatever, like, no, I'd, I'd rather not. And then we lose out on that that mic'd up process, which does bring a lot of, um, you know, fun elements to the broadcast. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I'm just, it's funny. I will agree with, with Ryan Whitney on this. It's like, of all the scenarios for someone to get caught with a hot mic, this is not what I would have thought, <laughs> right? Like I can understand the players being maybe a little, and that's the good content, right? It's like, I don't know about you. Mike's having a, Mics, refs having a mic like that doesn't add any entertainment for me them saying the call on their mic like, i don't know cares? if it was him that was mic'd up or if it was the because i think he was speaking to somebody and they're just yeah i guess to be someone like, on the bench or something uh, yeah like a loose mic um on the bench like or just like one of the mics that are attached to the to the glass or whatever just happened to pick it up like you it's know, on the broadcast crew. <laughs> and another thing, well, exactly, it is on the broadcast crew for having that go to air. But also, I mean, does this even happen? Does that mic, that sound get picked up if there are fans in the stands? Like, how often do you think this even does happen? But because usually there's fans to drown out all that excess sound that's that's being talked about on the ice. And that stuff just doesn't get picked up where now... Since it's so dead quiet in between whistles, that stuff gets picked up, and all of a sudden, now you got this issue on the hands, on your hands. Yeah, well, and wasn't the game in Nashville? I think it was like that's a loud building. I bet you it wouldn't have got picked up if there was fans in the building. That's a really good point. Is there fans in the building in Nashville? I don't even know, to be honest with you. Well, there there well, could I be. I mean, but if there is right now, nowhere near as be. many, though. Yeah. I mean, if like in normal times, if that place is packed, right. I don't know about games. I don't know against the Red Wings, maybe not, but uh, still you would think that would probably get drowned out. That would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so too. So it's, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. Um, kind of, I guess not how Tim Peel, a veteran official of 1400 games in the NHL expected his career to end, but uh, he'll be basically getting a two month paid vacation before retirement this off season. So it's not all bad, I suppose, for Tim Timmy Peel here. Uh his his you know, reputation takes a little bit of a beating and I'm sure he is uh is a man who, you know, hangs a lot on his reputation like most people do. But at the end of the day, it is what it is, man. I don't think a lot of people are are outraged over it. If anything, there's a lot more people on his side saying that this is all bogus and BS. So it is what it is. Um, Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. 
Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online as you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. One quick thing that I do need to ask you before I, I let you go. Tomorrow, the Leafs will be taking on the Ottawa Senators. The Senators coming on back-to-back. There'll be a night two of a back-to-back. They just beat the Flames earlier today. You got the Leafs coming in, riding. uh, They got four days off coming into this game. Do you have a prediction for me on what's going to happen and who may come away with the win? Well, it's funny. Philip Gustafson. He's yeah. got two two in a row of I doubt like, he'll play stellar performances. Yeah, I doubt he'll play tomorrow, though, right? Because he played tonight. And unless they give him the second start in a row on back-to-backs, I think it'll probably be Anton Forsberg, someone who they picked up off waivers. Well, that's the thing. So they're pretty thin in goal right now. So I'd have a hard time believing the Leafs don't pick up the win. Um, I mean, even with Gustafson, I'd be hard-pressed to see him doing three wins in a row. I, I mean, Calgary's not looking great, but um, he's been playing well. I don't think he or whoever is in goal for the Sens uh, would be able to to take down the Leafs. Now, the Leafs, of course, I think they'll be rusty. I mean, it's hard to come off. A, I, I swear they've had a they had another four or five day break not long ago. But they uh, they played they played just two games in the last ten days. Yeah, and the way Jack Campbell's playing, and I'm assuming he's going to get the nod. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be close is my guess. I mean, sends what, isn't that three and four, something like that? Or yeah. Three? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh yeah. Cause they played Monday. They'll play again. They played again today and they'll play tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. quite a tough schedule there for Senate, the senators, the Leafs will be getting a tired team, but you know, like you said, the Toronto could be rusty. They were rusty on Friday when they had a four day break. Hopefully they're not going to be rusty uh, this time around. So, We'll see, but it should be a good game. Should be a fun game. I'm thinking that the Leafs will end up mopping the floor with the Senators because they're just a better team. And they finally got the monkey off the back and got the win on uh, on Saturday with a two nothing win for Jack Campbell. He gets back in net because Freddie's actually going to be out for at least a week, um, mm-hmm. is what uh, we were told today. So he's going to get a stretch of games here. He's he's now has his opportunity to show management and show the the coaches that he can be the number one um do you have any opinions on the whole goalie controversy in toronto while i got you here um (laughs) not too many opinions i mean he's the number one i i will say that so that that is an opinion um i think jack campbell's a, a heck of a goalie um in in this role like in a in a more than a backup, but not a starter role is the way I see it. So I think it'll be fascinating because what do you do moving forward is not easy. I, I would not want to be Kyle Dubas um, to figure that one out when like you need to be competing and you can't make the wrong decision, not with the way the roster is. So um, like Freddie to me is a number one goalie in the NHL. Is he in the upper echelon of starters? I don't know. <laughs> um I, I wouldn't say so, but that doesn't mean that you can't win with them. Like, I, I think the Leafs could go on a run with Freddie. I really think they could with their much improved uh, blue line. So, um, I don't know. I think it all comes down to money, really, right? In this cap world with the flat cap, yeah. it's going to come down to money. So, 
Yeah, I, I think either way with Campbell or with with uh, Anderson, I, I don't think it's going to come down to goaltending that will be the issue when the playoffs come. That's what I think. All right. Well, good insight uh, for someone who apparently didn't have any opinions, yeah. Mr. Cantor. <laughs> um, good luck when the BCHL season finally does kick off. Uh, good luck to the the kids out there, the Salmon Arm Silverbacks. We are Silverback fans here in the Locked On Lease podcast, so we're pulling for you because you came onto the show to chat with us today. But, Nathan, uh, where can they follow you on Twitter if they want to hear your thoughts and opinions and keep up with what's going on out in BC with you? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little quiet these days on my personal Twitter, at Nathan Cantor. That's with a K-K-A-N-T-E-R 11, so at Nathan Cantor 11. Uh, but I guess I'll, I'll put the plug here for the Silverbacks, SA Silverbacks. That's uh, where I'm doing most of my uh, work nowadays, and you'll see a lot of crossover between my personal one and the Silverback account as well. But yeah, if you want to follow uh, the BCHL, it is, I mean, we've all seen in the NHL, the NCAA, the, the shift towards um, a lot of a lot of NHL teams are scooping guys out of the NCAA, and it's gotten so much better over the years. Finally, getting the attention it deserves. The BCHL is the best path for Canadians. Anyone who wants to play in Canada and they want to go the NCAA route, most of them will come over to the BCHL. Um, strong pedigree, and uh, I'll put a quick plug for them and the Silverbacks, uh, one of the best organizations in the league. No bias. No, no, you're not paid to say that not at all. all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> all right, Nate. Thanks so much, man. Have a good one and good luck the rest of the way. Um, that will do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms to receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. I'm going to be uh, doing the post game show after the Leafs and Senators game. So puck drop for that one at 7 o'clock. So enjoy the game, folks. Go Leafs, go. Check back here uh, either tomorrow, late night, or possibly Friday morning. Uh, Until then, though, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.